we're very excited about this new year. Um, and before we press on the accelerator on the new year, it's so good that the new year began with a weekend. It gets us to really just calm down things a little bit and think about um, this next year and prayerfully think about what God has for our lives this next year. Truth of the matter is, most of us, I believe, we look forward to 2022. As Gabby said, we hope it's not a repeat or a sequel, a terrible sequel to the, these past couple of years with everything that is going on in the world, but we definitely want to see some change. And I don't know about you, but one of my conclusions as we begin each, each new year is that everything that's going to happen this next year, we don't know what it is. We never know what's going to happen in a new year. How many things have happened in your life this past year, 2021, that you had no clue about? Many of you didn't plan to be in Lisbon, Portugal, but you're here. Many of you didn't plan to uh, move houses or change jobs and, and so many things that happen in your life. We have no idea when the year begins. So the same thing is true for us. But I like to start the year thinking not about the things that we know or the things that we don't know about 2022, but knowing that God knows what's going to happen in 2022. We serve a God that has plans for 2022. And the Bible says, and it's a very famous verse that you can read from the screen and accompany me. In Jeremiah 29, 11, the Bible says, I know what I am planning for you, says the Lord. Isn't that comforting? God is saying to each and every one of us, I know what I am planning for you. I have good plans for you. Not plans to hurt you. I will give you hope and a good future. Now, isn't this the best verse that we can read in the beginning of the year? Knowing that our Heavenly Father, knowing that our loving God has plans for our lives and plans to do good for us. Not plans to hurt us or harm us, but give us hope and a good future. So amidst all of the unknowns of the year that is in front of us, we can know for a fact that God has plans for us, good plans for us. And you can know also that whatever your circumstances, no matter how good or bad your circumstances are right now as you begin the next year, you still have everything to look forward to. I don't know what is the baggage or the luggage that you bring from 2021, but God is saying in 2022, God has new things for your life. God has exciting things for your life. And you have everything to look forward to. It's a bit hard to believe, right? We believe because it's God saying, but it's not necessarily how we feel. How can we say these things in spite of all the bad circumstances? How can we feel that this is a truth when we are the ones living the reality that we're in? We can say this because not only it's what God says, but we know it's the truth. The Bible continues singing in Philippians, and Paul was talking about his own life here. 
The Apostle Paul was talking about looking backwards and looking forwards. And here's what he has to say in Philippians chapter 3. He says, I press on to take hold of what for which Jesus Christ took hold of me. I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. The goal is still happening in your life. According to God's word, the greatest reward is still ahead in your life. It's not in your story and the things that were left behind. The greatest reward is still ahead of you. And I believe the greatest things in, that God wants to do in our lives are still ahead of us. That is what the confidence and that is the comfort that Paul has in God's word. Regardless of the circumstances that we are going through, we know that the greatest things are still ahead of us. And you can be living through our, throughout the worst circumstances of your life right now, or you can even be in a really good spot. Things are just working out for you. You have a really good job. You have the house that you always dreamt of. Your family and the relationships were never so good. Still, if you're living in the best life that you can possibly live today, the best of God is yet to come. The greatest things about God and His plans for your life are still to come because God knows the plans that He has for us. As Christians, as believers in God's word, we have to believe when God says that God has good plans. That God has things that we should be looked forward to. So starting from this hope that we have in God's promises, as we look to this new year, these next weeks, I would like us to talk about what you and I can do to make this new year truly new. Because if I'm going to have a new year, I want to have a new year. I, we don't say happy same year. That would be weird. That doesn't sound good. Happy same year, everyone. No. Happy new year. But a lot of us live the same year again and again and again. So what makes the new year new? And the answer, I believe, is you. You can make the new year truly new. You can make everything about this year truly new. And one of the keys for you to make this new year new is asking yourself the right questions. And asking them before the year starts. And my dear wife, or like Josh calls his wife, Angel, the delight of my eyes. So the delight of my eyes, Gabby, usually helps me reflect on what we can do better this next year. And we ask ourselves several questions. And if you want to make sure that you're asking the right questions in your life, we don't need to look any further than the Bible. And I love that about the Bible. The Bible challenges us to ask the right questions about our lives. We're all asking questions about ourselves. But the Bible 
When the Bible asks us questions, it's challenging us in the way that we believe. It challenges our systems. It challenges our feelings. It challenges everything about us. It goes beyond what is shallow. It goes beyond the surface. It goes into the core of who we are and the reason of why we do the things that we do. So my prayer and our prayer needs to be, Lord, what are the questions that I need to ask myself this new year? How can I live my life so that this new year is truly new? And I pray that this morning will be an answer to some of your prayers. So, you know, when we teach God's word and when we prepare to preach, um, we always pray kind of this way, Lord, you know who's going to be there. I don't know who's going to come on a Sunday morning. I know that uh, for a lot of our people in the community, I know that they're going to be here. But I don't know many of you. My name is Ruben, by the way. I don't know if I said. Nice to meet you. But God knows that you were going to be here. And God knows that the things that I'm about to say from God's word, they're probably what God wants you to hear. And God wants to make a difference in your life. So we're going to ask a, a series of questions throughout these next weeks. The kind of questions that will cause this next year, I believe, to be a better year, a year of growth, a year of blessing, a year of change, more than any other year that you've had. So the questions that we're going to ask, they're going to come from the Bible. And the first question that we will try to answer this morning is this one. Where are the closed doors and where are the open doors? So as we look towards this new year, God tells us that he knows the plans that he has for us. So the question that naturally develops from that is how does he let us in on the plans that he knows that he has for us. It would be amazing if it would be simple as a download. That you just click the button and all of a sudden you download all of God's plans and you know exactly what God wants to do. Some people look at nature and they hope to see like a cloud or something written that says exactly what is God's plans for them. But that doesn't really work that way. God's plans for our lives are not delivered. They are discovered. They're discovered oftentimes through this process that we're going to talk about this morning, the process of closed doors and open doors. It's truly a process of faith. And the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 16 verse 9, and it's Paul writing and he says, There is a wide open door for a great work here, although many oppose me. What is an open door? An open door is a place where God is working. And God is working in your life. God is working in my life. Those who have surrendered their lives and their hearts to God saying, God, I need you. I, know, I don't want to do things on my own. I want to trust you with everything that I have. I want to trust you with my family, my job, my relationships. I want you to be my God. I want you to be my Lord because I'm sick and tired of messing things up all the time. I need you in my life. So those who believe in that, we know that God is working in our lives through any of the circumstances. So this is the place for an open door. And in this case that Paul was talking about, it was an open door for ministry. But 
Open doors can be in the area of finances. It can be in our families. It can be personal growth. It's a place where God is working in us. And thank God he is. But now notice that Paul says here that many oppose me. Even though there was, it was an open door that God was working in Paul's life, he faced opposition. He faced problems. So don't think the problems mean that the door isn't open. Just because we are experiencing problems and we'll probably face several challenges this next new year, just because things are hard, it doesn't mean that God is not there. In fact, an open door oftentimes comes with problems. But Paul says God's doing great work. Even though there are problems, God is still doing a great work. There's something great about the doors that God opens, and we're going to read this verse in Revelation chapter 3, verse 8. And Jesus is saying to the church there, See, I have placed before you an open door that no one can shut. And there's another lesson here. When God opens the door, what is the lesson? When God opens the door, I, I don't believe that you're believing what you're reading and hearing. When God opens the door, no one can shut. And I know that some of you are very tired. You're worn out from knocking on doors. Not just this last year, maybe it has been for several years now. You're tired of forcing doors to open. It feels like nothing really happens naturally. You always have to put in so much effort to see something happening in your life. There are good things in your life, but maybe not as many as what's, what are the doors that are opening for other people around you. Or doors that you really feel that you wanted, but they don't seem to be opening for you. But my challenge for you, based on the things that we've read so far from God's Word, make this next year, instead of being a year of you trying to force open doors, make this year a year you, have, you are looking for God's open doors. Instead of you forcing your way through some doors in your life, let God reveal to you what are the open doors that He has for you. Because when God opens the door... No one can shut. And these are the kind of doors that we need in our lives. So how do you find God's open doors? How does that happen? Why does it seem that it happens so easily for some people and not for others? Well, I was reading the Word of God, and the Apostle Paul, he had lots of experience with this. There's an experience of open doors and closed doors that he has in the book of Acts chapter 16. When he was on a missionary journey, so he's out trying to tell people the good news of Jesus' love, and he's trying to go to different cities. But the doors were getting closed on different of these cities and were getting open in other cities. And you learn a lot about open doors and closed doors when you read about Paul's life and his experiences. So let, let us read together in Acts chapter 16, um, and let's start in verse 6. So the Bible says, Paul and his companions traveled throughout the region of Phrygia and Galatia. Um, by the way, wherever you see old names like these, 
Um, this is a, something that you can do in Bible studies. Are you ready? I'm going to give you a life hack like no other. Are you ready? So when you find these words as you read the Bible and, and you are challenged to read them out loud and you have no idea how to say those words, you know what the trick is? Just say it confidently. Because no one else knows as well. So when you say it confidently, people believe, oh, that, that, well, he knows what he's talking about. He knows how to say these, these words. So that's just a Bible study tip for you the next time that you're challenged to read. Okay, so he was going through these regions and having kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. When they came to the border of Mysia, they tried to enter Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus would not allow them to. So they passed by Mysia and went down to Troas. During the night, Paul had a vision of a man of Macedonia standing and begging him, come over to Macedonia and help us. After Paul had seen the vision, we got ready at once to leave for Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. So as you look into this experience, I want you to notice with me two things that Paul kept doing. And two things that I believe that we all need to start doing more and more in this new year. The first thing that Paul did was he kept trusting God. He kept trusting God that he had an open door for his life. At this moment in his life, Paul was just experiencing closed door after closed door and things weren't working out and he was doing ministry and ministry is supposed to be good. Many times we don't react well to closed doors. I know that I don't. We kind of take it very personally, even with God. We see a closed door and we think, that's it. God's done with me. Paul tries to go to Asia, and the doors were closing. And he could have thought, well, that's it. I'm not, cannot, God doesn't want me to be a missionary anymore. God doesn't have a purpose and a plan for my life anymore. Maybe I should be looking to do something else. Maybe there's something else that God has for my life because closed door after closed door, it must mean something. But instead, he just saw a closed door. And he started looking for another open door. And we look at our lives and we say, well, this business didn't work out. This relationship didn't work out. This visa application didn't work out. These arrangements didn't work out. Things with my family aren't working out. That's it. God is done. God has nothing more that he can do. No. That simply means it's a closed door for now. It doesn't mean that God doesn't have plans for your life. And did you notice that it says here, they were kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia? What is there more godly or more wonderful to have as a mission and a purpose than preaching God's word? What's wrong with preaching the word in the province of Asia? Why wouldn't let the Holy Spirit let them do that? And the answer is, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there's good things that I want in my life. There are good things that you want for your life. There are things that we know that God has for us. 
But we simply can't understand why God is not opening the door yet. Now, because we've lived with God for a while, and, and especially in Paul's life, we read Scripture, we know and we can figure out sometimes the reason why God didn't open doors before. Sometimes if the door had been open, we would get hurt. Maybe it was a good thing, but I would have ended up uh, hurt. Maybe it would have made me prideful or gotten me sidetracked. Sometimes I see if I'd gone through that door, maybe I would take the place that it was someone else to do and not my place to do it. Sometimes I see that if I had gone through the door, I wouldn't have met the people that I have right now in my life. And I'm grateful to God for the closed door so far. Because that's where God wanted me to be. When God closes a door, he's not saying that whatever's next, that whatever door that you're looking forward to, that you're not, doing, that you're not worthy, that that door is not for you. What he's saying is that's not the place right now where I am going to work in your life. Because an open door is not just blessings. It's the place where God is working in us. And God, he wants, us, he wants to keep us in the place where he is still working in us. But I got to tell you, that's not how I feel or most of you feel when God closes a door. And most of the times, I still don't know why God chooses to close doors. But God knows, and he doesn't have to tell me why. What he has shown you is the open door. What God promised to have for us is open doors. So our responsibility is to look for the open doors. It's to keep trusting that God has open doors. And maybe right now you started 2022 with so many closed doors around you that it's hard to believe that God's going to have an open door. Our responsibility is to trust God's word when it says that God has an open door. God has an open door for your life. And I want you to notice this. It took several closed doors for Paul to find the open door. It took Paul so many closed doors until he finally was able to figure out. So this next year, let's make it a year of recognizing the wonder of closed doors in our lives. Thank you, God. For closed doors. Because God closes doors to put us where he wants us to be. So that we can experience the open doors that he is preparing for us in the future. But if you're going to seek that, you have to do the second thing that Paul did in this story. He kept trusting, but he also kept moving. There was a closed door. He saw it was closed, so he moved on to a different city. And he went to a different city, and he found out, no, it's also closed. It's not here. And then he moved to a different city, and he found out, no, it's also closed here. Nothing is going to happen here. And he kept moving, and finally, he found the open door that God had for him because he was moving directed towards where God wanted him to be. And the lesson that I believe it comes from here is that God works best with people who are moving. 
And what I'm trying to say with this is that when you are moving, and I'm not, not just saying moving from city to city, town to town. I'm saying when you are moving, even internally, spiritually, when you're in the position of movement, God can more easily redirect you to the right way he wants you to walk than when you're standing still. It's harder, I believe it's harder for you to start moving from inactivity, for, from a place of unbelief, then when you're moving and God can easily redirect you. So this is what many of us tend to do. We see a closed door in our lives and we want that door so badly to open that we camp out in the closed door. You know what I'm talking about? We say, God, I have my foldable beach chair here. I have my tent. I'm going to set up a cozy little corner here because this is the door that I want you to open for my life. And we call that faith sometimes. But that's not faith. That's stubbornness. And if we're really, really honest, we know that is, that's just us being stubborn. We want God to give us what we want. So instead of standing by a closed door and wondering why is God not doing anything in my life, we have to listen to what God is actually saying. And maybe what God is saying to several of you is that's a closed door. Maybe for now, maybe forever, but it's a closed door. But if you get moving, if you keep seeking for the open door, I'll direct you towards the plan that I have for your life. If you keep moving, if you keep trusting me, if you keep seeking me more than anything, I will guide you to the open door. And sometimes when you're moving, God will bring you to the door that was previously closed. Because God is not just a God of destination. He is the God of the journey. And throughout the journey, he changes us. So many things change in us. The people of Israel, they were in the desert for over 40 years. Because that was the place where God was working in his people. He had to. It wasn't just about the open door to go in the promised land. It was about the journey. And because Paul trusted God, because he kept moving, he eventually got to Troas. Now Troas wasn't the open door. But it's where he had the vision of Macedonia. Where he saw where the next open door was going to be. Troas was the place where God was going to show him the open door. And all of us, here's what we wish for. We want to go straight from the closed door to the open door, right? This is what we wish for. The moment that we find that a door is closed, we want very little time in between and we want God to just simply point us to the right direction, right? That's what we wish for. We don't like the waiting. God, if you could do this, please, thank you very much. But it hardly works that way. 
there's almost always a Troas in between. A place of waiting in between. Some of you are living in Lisbon right now. And maybe Lisbon is your Troas. You're waiting for God's open door for your life. Some of you are maybe dating Mr. or Miss Troas. No, it's, Troas is not, not anyone's last name, right? Family name or first name. International community, you never know. Hey, when, when I was born, my parents named me Ruben. For like 20 years, I was the only Ruben around. I felt so special. Nowadays, I know a lot more Rubens. My brother-in-law is actually Ruben, so it's even a mess in my family. But some of you are dating someone or looking for a relationship with someone that is not the final destination that God has for you. Some of you are working at Troas Enterprises. It's a great place. They have like a really good health package. Some even give you a house to live in really nice conditions, but it's still Troas. It's still not the place that God wants you to be. Troas is where you are, but it's not God's open door. And I know that when you are in Troas, it feels like a dead end many times. It feels like nothing is going to happen. But Troas is the place where God is going to reveal to you what is next in your life. Troas is the place where God is going to show you an open door. And that happens when you keep moving. If Paul had stayed in the region of Phrygia and Galatia and there was a closed door and he had camped there, nothing would really happen. Maybe you are in Lisbon if, and if you just close yourself at home and you just wait for a sign from heavens for something to happen, it's not going to work out. The place where you are at, it's the place where you need to keep moving. You need to keep seeking the doors that God has for your life. Now, before being a pastor at Riverside, I was working in Troas Ministries. I'm going to hide. You saw what I did. It was a ministry, but it was my Troas. It wasn't the place that I truly felt it's God's open door for my life. I had, at the time, I had so many closed doors around me, you have no idea. And this Troas ministry was the fruit of me keep moving. And so today, I am grateful to God for Troas ministries. I'm grateful to, for the three years that I've spent in that ministry in my life. Because I saw the presence of God. I had the peace of God. I had the provision of God. I had a sense of purpose. And I knew that God has a, had a plan for my life. But it was still Troas. It wasn't God's open door. Now, for those three years, I've tried to make it home. Because I didn't have any open doors in my life. And I thought, well, maybe this is it. Maybe this is going to be home for me. 
And I tried and I tried, but it simply didn't work. Other times I was so frustrated that I felt like quitting, that I felt like leaving. And for three years, just waiting for an open door. And when God finally showed me an open door, it was so wide, it was so open. I went through it effortlessly. Because when God opens a door, no one. But when God closes a door, as much as we try, and it takes time. And I wish I could say for your life and for my life that this is the year that the doors are going to be open. Well, for three years, I had to say three times, Happy New Year, and feeling like it's the same old thing. But it doesn't matter if you are in Troas. It doesn't, doesn't matter if you are in the open door. What matters is you keep trusting God and you keep moving. You keep trusting God with all your heart knowing that what he says is true. He has a plan. He has a purpose. He has things for your life that are good that will give you hope and will give you a good future. That's what we know of God. And how do we seek that? We keep moving. Jesus said, seek the kingdom of God above all things, and everything else will be given to you. We are focused on the everything else when God wants us to focus on his kingdom. So regardless of where you are, if you are in Phrygia, Galatia, Bithynia, if you are in Troas even, seek the kingdom of God. And God will make sure that he keeps you moving. He keeps you fruitful. He keeps you with good hope. And peace, even if you haven't reached your open door yet. So this next year, I believe that we have really important questions to ask. This is just the first one. But with God's help, allow him to tell you what are the closed doors that he is closing for your life. And most of all, seek for the open doors that God has for your life this year. The plans that he has for your life are much better than any other plan that you'd like to seek on your own. I want to invite the worship team to come. And as we take this time to pray and to think, the same Holy Spirit that spoke to Paul and said, mm -mm, not right now. This is not the time. Not right now. This is not the open door that I have for you. No, I'm going to close it. No, please, Holy Spirit, just a little. No, I'm going to close it. That's not what I'm going to do right now. Because I want to keep you in the place where I still have things to do in your life. Do you know the analogy, the illustration of the potter and the Bible? That God is the potter and we're the clay in his hands. 
And I've never seen the clay running away from the wheel, ever. The clay is being smashed and pushed and shoved and doing what the potter wants it to be. And it's not easy on the clay, no. But the potter knows what he is doing. And God wants us to be like this clay. He wants to mold us. He wants to shape us. He wants to do what he knows to do best. He created us from the very beginning. The Bible says that he shaped us in our mother's womb. And honest to God, he did a really good job. We're all so different. Did you notice that? We're all so very different. Same human beings, male and female, but we're so different. There are no two people alike. I mean, God had fun with twins and that experience. It's a bit confusing, but even twins, two different people. But still throughout our lives, we're still being shaped by God. And don't forget, an open door is the place where God is shaping you, but also the process of getting there, how God is shaping us. So if you find yourself in the potter's wheel, things don't make much sense. There's so many things going around and around and closed doors, and it's not comfortable. Yes, it's not comfortable. But you cannot leave the potter's wheel. You need to stay there. You need to stay there. And God promises that he will be right there with you. He will be the one that provides. He's the one that is going to give you hope and peace as you wait for his work to be finished. And I don't know if any of you has already experienced the joy the real, true joy of experiencing an open door. How many of you have experienced the God open door in your life? Do you remember that feeling? Do you remember the victory dance that you did? I'm not going to dance, sorry. But do you remember that? The joy because no one else could have done it except for God. God has more for you. God has that joy again to give you in your life. God has that same joy to give me in my life. Because he's a God of a future. He's a God with plans. He is a God with purposes. Will you stand with me this morning? Father God, as we stand in your presence, seeking you and listening to your word. God, only you know the our troubles and our hard times leading with closed doors. And I know that some of us are struggling because you are closing doors and we haven't found yet the open door that you have for us. But Lord, I pray that as we start this new year, we will start with a new attitude. That we will start with a new 
purpose of seeking you, of trusting you above anything else, of keep moving and moving towards you and towards your kingdom and towards your purposes and towards your grace for us. Lord, will you give us peace and understanding to keep moving and to keep seeking the plans that you have for our lives. Lord, fill us with your hope and with your peace as we are in the waiting. As we are looking for those doors, Lord, thank you that we can trust in your faithfulness and your kindness towards us. Lord, you never abandon your children. You never turn your back to those who trust you fully. So, Lord, once again, we come before you, Lord. Help us keep trusting you with the plans that you have for us, the mighty plans that you want to fulfill in our lives this year. We give you all the honor and praise in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's worship together.